Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only at participating Wendy's. A la carte only. Offer valid upon request on lowest price qualifying item. Not valid for third-party delivery. When we walk, when we reach, when we play, we're moving through life. Lately, we haven't been moving enough. An estimated 80% of Americans aren't getting their recommended daily physical activity. This is a health crisis, and the solution is in our hands and our feet. It's on our shoulders. It's on our backs. It's in our souls. It's time to move and keep moving, America, wherever you are, however you can. Movement reduces your risk of diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. It improves your brain function, pain management, and immune system. And when you need help, physical therapists and physical therapist assistants are by your side, increasing your strength and mobility and improving your quality of life through prescribed exercise and teamwork. Because we are meant to climb, to dance, to soar, to thrive. Choose to move. Choose physical therapy. Visit ChoosePT.com. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, John. Hour number two of the Sports Hangover. Welcome. It is hour number one. And a nice conversation with Wilson Alexander. Some of the players at LSU have been getting in a transfer portal also. It is National Signing Day Part 2 today. Touched on some players that the Tigers have gotten. Touched on some players that they haven't, including one of the names, Jordan, that took place at 1230. Who was the player that decided to go with Texas A&M again? Yeah, Shamar Stewart, okay. five-star defensive end. And that, you said there's two other names to kind of keep an eye on here, huh, coming up later this afternoon? Yes. Yeah, so around, I want to say the, let's see, the 330, at 3.30, five-star linebacker Harold Perkins will be making his announcement. And then we have four-star safety Jacoby Matthews. He'll be making his announcement at 6 p.m. Central Time. Okay. Easy enough. Welcome to Midway Point of View Work Week again. To help if I actually plugged it in, right, Jordan? Yeah. There we go. Oh, guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day! I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that, what, that camera Wednesday hump day is what it is. Shock team and digital underground and coach Sean of the Payton. Saints general manager Mickey Loomis Jordan set to speak today over at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. We'll uh, be following what he has to say about that here as well. Coming up, Sean Fox, bottom of the hour, 115. Sports hangovers. Words of wisdom. Gary Smith will join us, covers the Green Wave. They've hired a couple of coordinators. Some of the moves they've made there as well to try to bolster up the Green Wave football squad. So we'll touch base on that. And at 2.15, Ali Cosells, the Pelicans. Snap that four-game losing streak, Jordan. Got scary there towards the end, though. Got scary there. They uh, they made some plays, though. 
Big night by Trey Murphy. Big news on Herb Jones, which Jordan did a little research on. We'll get to all that in a quick second. But I see that Uncle Earl <laughs> joins us today. Uncle Earl, how are you this afternoon? Good. Uh, hey, Goose, you enjoy, I'm, I'm at Vinny having them wings. You heard me? Oh, I'm, no. I'm Not the wings. I actually oh, want to uh, uh, some wings. Oh, right I want now. some wings. Hey. No, I'm, I'm shitting you, Goose. I ain't over there. I'm at work, but I wish I was over there right now, man. Uh, I hear you. And, 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 hey, any word, Goose, when we go on back or what, man? Uh, I I'm promise you, you will know. <laughs> Whenever I I find out we're somewhere we can have some wings, I will let you know. I promise. Oh, that would be awesome. Hey, Goose, mm-hmm. the, uh, when do you or Jordan think that um, the uh, – how soon can we – when we're going to find a hire for head coach, and I'm hope, uh, me personally, hope it's Dennis Allen. And what do y'all think of Mike Zimmer as the defensive coordinator? But who would we also get with offensive coordinator? Is Carmichael in that? Which I don't know if he's. I, 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 if you had to uh, decide, Goose, what, what would you like on, on your corner in Jordan too, on, on that aspect? Are oh, you talking about offensive coordinator? Yes, sir. Again, a lot of it depends on who's hired, right? I mean, if it's Doug Peterson, he's your offensive coordinator. Um, if it's a defensive-minded guy, I have to imagine it would make sense to keep Pete Carmichael. But the more I think about it, think of this, right? If a new coordinator comes in, he's going to probably want to run his own system. And here's the thing. The Carmichael-Sean right. Payton system was instituted and created based on Drew Brees. So that's why yesterday, to me, one of my top three questions is, what is your vision at quarterback for the New Orleans Saints? Is it drafting one? Is it somebody that we like here? Are we bringing, you know, are are you saying, hey, go do everything you can to re-sign Jameis Winston? And if that's a guy, what kind of offense do you think works best for him? Is it what we've seen here? Do you like the Saints offense of yesteryear and what you had? If that's the case, you have a coordinator in-house. Do you just, would you be okay with P. Carmichael being your offensive coordinator? How many coaches do you want to bring in? What do you think of our staff? And it could also be a situation, Earl, where they walk in and the candidate sits there because candidates have said this in the past. We're like, you're the coach. The rest of the staff's in. You know, that you've seen that in basketball or in baseball where even hey, here, hey, where right. Willie Green came in and there was already some coaches that, you know, David Griffin said, we already like on staff. You know, so it's not like there was a bunch of turnover. So it all comes down to how much change does Mickey Loomis want? Does he want an overhaul? Does he want the most minimalist of change to somebody to sort of lead the ship? And that's where you, you, you go with who's your quarterback, what's your system, and what best fits that. Which is why I think it just makes sense to go with a guy that you already know that has a quarterback, that has a system, and all those other things. Which, by the way, yesterday, I don't know if you saw, Earl, I retweeted the video. The guy that keeps working out with Jameis Winston posted a video. Jameis Winston's on a field throwing. You know, small steps. There we go. Yeah. He's throwing a football, Goose. Yeah, no, he is. He was. He was throwing the football, kind of talking to, I guess, some young receivers on on, on what to do and things of that nature. But you, you saw him on a football field hey, apparently for the first time. Hey, Goose, I, yeah. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be totally upset if if we had Jameis Man Love before when he got hurt. Shit, I think we were five and two, wasn't we? I mean, he was throwing the ball pretty good with no picks. 
Five and two. I mean, yeah. I don't know about this. Yeah, I don't know about this injury and, and, and all that coming back and how healthy he's going to be. You know, but man, uh, if you had, you think Peterson would be a better hire than Dennis Allen? I wouldn't think so because it's an in-house thing. What do you think, Goose? Out of them two guys right there, Dennis Allen, who? And uh, uh, the, the old uh, Eagles coach, the one you Peterson. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. Doug Peterson took a team to the Super Bowl. That's right. Right? So, um, what are the other things? Just say what you want. I mean, was it Foles? I mean, was his quarterback? I mean, Nick Foles. He, he, yeah. yeah. He, he, he called some uh, incredible two-point plays and plays in, in, in the Super Bowl. So, he's got he, he's, he's got a little Sean in him. almost like a Sean Payton. I was going to say, he's got a little Sean in him. And, look... It, you you're secure and safe on the defensive side. You kind of know what you have there now. Now you hire Peterson. How is Dennis oh. Allen going to feel? Right? Like now he's under contract. Now I mean I don't think he's quitting, but you know you could always find a defensive coordinator. But my my point is, you just wonder that dynamic there because you know Dennis Allen wants that opportunity again. And it's already in house. How will that change the dynamic and culture? Coming to work every day when you had that opportunity and you were not chosen, you know. So that's something that's that's going to be interesting. To sort of, I, I see both benefits. I think Peterson, since you don't know who your quarterback is and you don't have really something to kind of fall back on just yet, I could see that, man. I, I really, honestly could. I think giving him a weapon like Kamara, Michael Thomas coming back, and and, and doing that, I, I think it would breathe a, a, a you know. Make you feel better than not. Does that make sense? Right, Goose, I, I, I like now maybe you hire him as an Dennis offensive Allen coordinator. And, you know, maybe while you're like interviewing it, him, what about hiring him as an offensive coordinator? You know, that's a good point. Hey, Goose, real quick. Uh, you know what we got coming up? Uh, college baseball, LSU, Tulane, UNO, Nichols. It's looking all good for for our state and schools, man. Wish all them guys luck, and always y'all the best, Goose. Appreciate you. Thank you, man. Yeah, there's um, there is no doubt. But baseball this year is uh, looking pretty good. Looking pretty good in the state of Louisiana. So, um, Jordan, one of the things that I just saw here as well. And the Pels getting that win and everything. We, we touched on Herb Jones yesterday. Uh, it, finding out that he's going to be on the Rising Stars team coming up. And it was funny, after the game, he talked about finding out what when he found out and, and how he felt about knowing that he was going to be at All-Star Weekend. I'm looking forward to it a lot, man. Uh, and they told me at halftime, like, I, I've seen it on social media, you know, like people was talking that I might get an invite, but that wasn't really a concern of mine. But, I mean, it's a great feeling to, you know, get, get that accomplishment under my belt. Uh, and once, you know, after after that game, we would get back to work uh, in during regular now it got me thinking, Jordan. How many rising all-star participants or young stars we had? I, I I had to figure Chris Paul was one. Anthony Davis was another. Have, have we had a half dozen? Have we had six or more? Zion, right? One he won as well. We've had a little bit more than a half dozen. All right. So you went back to when the, the, the so two thousand two to two thousand three. Okay. All right. First, you had CP3 and, and David West. Those were kind of your guys. David West was in the sophomore category, and CP3 was a rookie. Then, obviously, CP3 went on to be the sophomore in the year after. 
Um, after that, there was a few years that went by without any rookie being placed in those games. You had to go all the way up to Anthony Davis when he was drafted. And obviously he was a rookie and so, then sophomore um, in that game. Uh, a couple years later, you had Buddy Heald. And that's when I believe they changed the format to world versus um, rising stars. Mm-hmm. And that leads into Zion, then Naw being Zion being in the Rising Star and Naw being in the um, World, and you had Nikolo Melli as one of the World members. So that's seven players since the New Orleans Hornets slash Pelicans right. came here to the city of New Orleans, and the the names of the of the game changed up a little bit, but it's still kind of the same concept. Yeah, essentially. But again, it, the reason we're bringing it up is Herb Jones. All the guys that you touched on, though, the hope or anticipation or one of the reasons they were awarded that spot were based on offense. I mean, it's it, it's nuts. Herb Jones six points last night, but but Herb Jones has the respect of everybody, and as you mentioned. He's in the top five, top four, and a lot of votes for rookie of the year yeah, or, or like ratings. This might be the NBA. And then like, you know, Kleber.com. Not that your website wouldn't be credible. You understand what I'm getting at? But I mean, this is like the NBA. NBA.com has a ranking of all of the rookies, right? And like, he's among the top. It's pretty incredible when you think about it from that standpoint. Um, and it, and again, he's the second round pick, the first round pick, 12 points last night. Knocked down a couple of threes. Head coach Willie Green on TM3. I like Trey's decisiveness. Um, when he caught the ball, it was catch and shoot. He didn't think. Uh, defensively, he just battled and he rebounded the ball. Things that we've been asking him to do, and he's getting better and better. I hope he pans. Not, 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 pans out is the wrong phrase to say it. I, I want to see the player that showed us some glimpses of what it could be in summer league. And and I think it was just a confidence thing. A, a lot of, The kid can shoot. The king can pass, he can rebound, he has really good basketball IQ. It's about confidence, it's about just getting the minutes out there on the court and doing it, right? That's how I look at it. Um, TM3, again, when's the last time he played? Like yeah. that many minutes. I'm pretty sure he went to the squadron for a few games. Right, right. Here's Whatever. what he had to say about staying ready. Really just staying ready and playing hard. Once you play hard and you compete, the ball's going to find you and, you know, Basketball guys are going to reward you for playing hard because you're playing the game the right way. You're respecting the game. Something my dad always told me, you always got to respect the game. And that's just what I try to do tonight. His job, coming off the bench? Just I feel like for Nikhil, whenever he calms down and also just settles into the game, he's such a great player. And, you know, he gets downhill really well, makes great decisions for his teammates when he's just super, just like focused on just like trying to be like just a good basketball player. And... <clears throat> Uh, super happy for him because he was able to contribute and do well for us down the stretch. Billy as well. You know, he's always going to get his rebounds. And did he get a double-double? Uh, Billy, no, he did not. Normally does, but still, though, very effective in his time in there. And, you know, the bench was just ready. That's it. That's all I can really say. And finally, before we go to the break on Herb Jones, rising uh, star. Well-deserved. I mean, it's just foreshadowing of first team all rookie if not defensive I mean all defensive team in the NBA too he's been the best wing defender in the league I see it every single night saw it in the preseason saw it in open gym saw it in Nashville 
I mean, he's getting everything he deserves, and I'm super happy for my team and my brother. It's awesome to hear that, right, from Trey Murphy on Herb Jones there. Yeah, if Trey Murphy can – Trey Murphy and Herb Jones, if Herb Jones could just continue what he's doing yeah. throughout the rest of the season and continue on into the next season, and Trey Murphy does what he did last night, hey, give us – 12 points a game in 15 minutes. We'll take that every day, all day of the week. And it's interesting. We'll speak with Ali Cosell when he comes up next hour about this. So two players in one draft. It's happened in particular we're talking about on this team, right? Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Jackson Hayes could be traded. Two players in the same draft, Trey Murphy and Herb Jones, look like they could be foundational pieces. We'll talk to Ali about that next hour. Quick break, then when we come back, Gary Smith will fill us in. Tulane's hired coordinators. They've um, hit the transfer portal there as well. So we'll hear where the Green Wave are as it's National Signing Day as well. With Gary Smith of the Advocates and picking you next on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. is here at Greg LeBlanc Toyota, and we're celebrating. Check out the fresh new inventory arriving daily, plus great deals now at Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Check out the all-new, redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has given top dollar for your trade. We want your trade-in. Or check the inventory online, online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These super savings won't last long. Greg's got the deals. South Hollywood Road, Homa. Shop now. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will seek king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-511-3535. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider, 800-511-3535. That's 800-511-3535. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-511-3535. Let's hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Gary Smith joins us this afternoon to talk a little National Signing Day, a little Tulane football as well, and maybe even some basketball. They face number six Houston tonight. How are you tonight? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, glad signing day. The February signing day isn't as big a deal as it used to be, but I'm but I'm still glad it's over. <laughs> yeah, you remember that? All right, so it's over, huh? I mean, what? Um, not a lot of players uh, in this one. What? 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 Uh, yeah. Did the Green Wave haul in? 
they they got they were looking to get five new guys after the that's what Willie Fritz said um, when they after their December signing class and and that's what they did they had three high schoolers that signed today and and two more transfers um, from other schools giving them six transfers because now the transfer portal is of course just about as important as high school <laughs> recruiting these days in college football but the the three guys they got um, they got a, a tight end Alex Bowman from New Jersey. Um, a three a three star prospect um, um, at one had an offer from Notre Dame at one time um, can also play linebacker but Tulane's going to start him off at tight end they got a kid Kentrell Webb from from a safety from um, from Katy in, in in Texas this guy had ten interceptions this year um, in high school is one of the leaders in in the nation his team won the the state championship and he's only the reason he's not rated higher he's five foot eleven which is a little small for a safety but uh, if he were if he were two inches taller he would have been at least a he would have been a three-star guy too. And uh, Tulane brought a guy named Jaden Kennedy in last year from Florida who, who had had a ton of interceptions in his senior year in high school. And that worked out pretty well. <laughs> guy may have been the best player on Tulane's defense as a true freshman. Right. And then the third guy they got was Shadre Hurst, an offensive tackle from another, a big time program in Georgia that also won a state championship. Um, they're going to start him off at center. He may be a little bit of a project that they have to develop as, as it goes along. But that's what, yeah, these days, most of the guys, most of the big time players sign in December. Um, right. you're, you're just getting a, a few leftovers and some guys that held out um, for the for the February signing day. But but right now the Tulane signing class is rated high. It's it's rated the fourth highest class in the Rivals.com era, which started in 2002. And when you're coming off a two and ten season with a ton of coaching changes, that's yeah. pretty darn impressive. <laughs> Gary, that's kind of what I want to get into here. G U E R R Smith, Gary. By the way. Um, if you want to give him a follow over on Twitter, I, I think one of the things that stands out here as well is you mentioned it, and we're going to see now over the next couple of years the importance of it. But a lot of focus, obviously, because of the notoriety and the type of program Brian Kelly and LSU and, and rebuilding that program with the transfer portal. I and mean, we just spoke with Wilson Alexander earlier, and he said he's literally rebuilt his program via the transfer portal. That. It's going to be a key when it comes to Tulane. Are there restrictions to that, or is that something that Coach Fritz sees from here on out as, hey, I need a lineman, that's where I'm going. Hey, I need a playmaker on defense, that's where I'm going. He's taking a similar approach. Um, It's interesting. Tulane has had a hard time recruiting New Orleans area kids out of high school for whatever reason. Sometimes they don't have the grades. Um, uh, for maybe they just want to leave the city. But he's done. A, he's doing a really good job getting guys who left and then decided they wanted to come back home. And three of the six uh, transfers that, that that four of the six transfers that that, that Tulane brought in in this class were were all New Orleans area prospects who were pretty highly rated coming out of high school who went elsewhere didn't have the success or didn't enjoy it as much where they were and have come back to Tulane and and, and those are going to be some key guys Lawrence Keyes a wide receiver from from, from Notre Dame is is one of them um, Patrick Jenkins a defensive tackle from TCU Ahmad Clayton a running back from Colorado um, and Jarius Monroe from nearby, I mean, East St. John, the, the, the brother of no, Darian, Darian Monroe, who, who spent four years as a starter at Tulane, um, and was, he was playing at Nickel State. So, you know, Tulane is definitely hitting the tran- that, the transfer portal too. They, you, you, you can't, if you're not bringing anybody in in the transfer portal, you're in trouble. So, coach had to get his third offensive coordinator. 
Um, as Chip Long goes to Georgia Tech in the same position mm-hmm. here as well, and in the last couple of days, I've seen the Green Wave have not only named that, but also a new offensive mm-hmm. line coach. Why yeah. don't you introduce that to, t- to Wave fans? Yeah, well, the new the new offensive coordinator is uh, is, is Jim Sloboda. Um, he was actually Willie Fritz's um, successor at Central Missouri, the Division II school where Willie Fritz was a head coach for 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 forever before going to Sam Houston State in um, 2010. Um, the guy also had some experience. He was at UCLA earlier in his career, um, had a lot of success there, was one of the Broyles Award finalists as a, as a quarterback's coach at UCLA, did not have as much success in his one year as offensive coordinator at UCLA, but ended up at Central Missouri. His team's were among the division two leaders in offense just about every year he was there. They showed a lot of balance. They, they threw the ball really well. They ran the ball really well. And obviously Willie, as, as Willie Fritz said several times today that he, he, he's committed to the running game and he wants a 50, 50 balance, which is sort of what Tulane had under Will Hall <laughs> in his two years before leaving to Southern Miss. And it didn't work out as well under, for whatever reason, under Chip Long this past year until, until finally Ty J Spears exploded in the last few weeks of the year. Right. But this guy's a better fit for for Willie Fritz than than Chip Long turned out to be. Um, they they get along well. He like he he likes he, he likes everything about Sloboda. So so that's a good deal. The the um, the offensive line coach. It, it seems like Tulane has had a hundred offensive line coaches right. in the last three years. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm and I'm blanking out in his name right now, which makes for really bad radio. Um, but he he's he comes from Middle Tennessee. And he um he he he's had a, he's had a lot of success in his in in his career too and uh, but it, it, again it, it's, it's a deal where Willie Fritz had a chance mm-hmm. to um to to make the selection what what happened that was one of the underlooked factors in why Tulane went two and ten last year their their offensive line coach that they just hired left one day in spring practice to go to Iowa and yeah. they had to make an emergency hire. Um, and, and the guy they got had never been an, a full-time offensive line coach before. He's, um, he's going to be very good down the road, but I don't think well, he was ready for the job and Tulane's no, offensive well, line and, and really look, fell and, apart. And Gary, not, not to interrupt you, but I mean, that, yeah. that it literally, yeah. these, one of the storylines throughout the season and when you would talk to yeah. us once a week was how Michael Pratt literally, how many bandages and what was oh, bleeding yeah. on him. That clearly tells you the offensive line coach was not yeah. there for the and, and, and it was an offensive line that returned way, almost everybody. By the way, um, it was an Deep, offensive line that should have been good. Geep Wade is his name. G E E P. Geep Wade. That's Deep a very Wade. interesting first and, name. Geep. Yeah, Wade. It, it's it's unusual, and and you would think, seeing as how I wrote about him when he got hired, that I could have remembered it, but uh, no, um, that was just well, just I mean, blanking it, out on him. His for name is Geep. Thank, I mean, thank you for <laughs> for helping me out. And with that kind type of a name, it's really incredible that I couldn't recall it on on air. Um, but. By well, the way, they also they also hired a defensive line coach. So Coach Fritz basically looked at the offseason and went, "We got to block better. We got to pressure the quarterback yeah. more." Yeah, I mean, it, it was funny. The, the defensive line actually improved a lot last year, but but the situation there was the defensive line coach just wasn't very popular with his players. It's, 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 it's that simple. They didn't feel like he related to them um, oh, at really? all off the field, mm-hmm. and I, I think it was more of a a fit thing and guys and the defensive lineman just being unhappy and then it affects recruiting down the road if they're telling position players coming in that they don't like their own coach. Yeah. I think that's what happened there. But the offensive line is the key because Tulane should have had a pretty good offensive line this past year. And like you pointed out, all you have to do is uh, check out Michael Pratt's body at the end of the yeah. season and you can and you, and you can see what the results were on that front. So that's going to – if that alone is – 
would be a significant improvement if Tulane can get back to uh, to, to you know blocking people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, can't let you go without touching on obviously what seems to be some excitement on Ferret Street when it comes to Tulane basketball. They're now nine and nine, six and three in conference play. Ron Hunter's dance in front of the student section made it mm-hmm. on Sports Center and all that. Gary, you were there. Yeah. There was a nice turnout on the win over mm-hmm. the weekend in a game that they probably had no business winning, but found a way to win. Tonight, though, they're at number six, Houston. That is a tough, tough place. They're 18 and two, seven and zero in conference. They're the class of the conference right now, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're really good. It's funny. They lost their best player to an injury in December. He's out for the year. They lost their top reserve to an injury. He's out for the year and, and their, their culture is so good. It hasn't really seemed to affect them yet. Yeah, yeah, they're ranked sixth in the country. The, the last time that Tulane beat a team ranked in the top 10 was in 1983, which by my math, that was 39 years ago. <laughs> um, so it's a tall task, but it's, I don't think it's an undoable task I mean, because this team, it, it was funny, you know, it was funny um, when when they were when they were three and six. Um, he said that they're the that they're the best three and six team in the country, and I'm sure a lot of people rolled their eyes because two years ago he said they weren't going to finish last, and they finished last. And last year he said they were going to be improved, and they weren't really improved. No. But this year's team is a lot this better. This is the um, year. This yeah, is this, the year. This, this, they've got. I mean, the Jalen Cook, um, the, the LSU transfer. He's he's the best player Tulane's had since Gerald Honeycutt in the 1990s, and he's also a stone cold killer on the court, and I mean mm-hmm. that in a good sense. Okay. He, he wants to win, and he, he galvanizes everyone around him, and that's the big difference with Tulane this year and in the past. Gary Smith, as always, man, I appreciate the time. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. I promise I will now try to do the best to remember Geep Wade. Yeah, Geep. It, 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 it's a very unique name. Look, man, uh, you, your name starts with a G. My name starts with a G. His name His starts name, with a G, and they're all very odd names, right? I mean, G-U-E-R-R. Gary mm-hmm. Smith. So there you I, go. I'll, I'll welcome him to the fraternity. <laughs> exactly. Always a pleasure, man. Take care, buddy. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. Go check him out. Go give him a follow over on Twitter. G-U-E-R Smith is the way to follow Mr. Gary Smith. Uh, quick break. Before we come back, Sean Fox will see how he's feeling. I don't think he's gone to the plastic bags yet, huh? He sounded pretty hopeful last week. Plastic bags. Yeah. Maybe those 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 little can you know how it holds the cans. Uh huh. Maybe around your throat. Maybe around his throat. Sean Fox next on ESPN New Orleans. your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. 
You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. As a recipient of a prize from Coastal Broadcasting of La Rose Incorporated, also known as KLRZ 100.3 FM ESPN New Orleans, you are responsible for applicable taxes and our licensing fees. We're not responsible if a prize is damaged or breaks, an event is canceled or business closes. When mailing prizes, our station is not responsible for prizes that are damaged or lost. One winner per household for 30 days. Winner must have a picture ID and must pick up the prize within 30 days. You can pick up most prizes at our studio office, 11603 Highway 308, La Rose. Thank you for listening. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Tom Brady announced on Instagram that he's officially retiring from the NFL. I'm not one that says he's the greatest of all time and this, that, and the other, because I enjoy Montana. I enjoy Brady. I, I don't get caught up in he's better than him. Why not just enjoy the, the beauty of what he has accomplished in those 22 years and say that we witnessed it. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. There he is. He's your friend and mine, at least in theory. Mr. Sean Fox at Fox for Sports Talks. The way to follow him over on Twitter does some show over there on Sports Talk 97.7 occasionally in the afternoon, early evening hours. Sean, good afternoon. How are you? I am doing better than LSU signing class today. Oh, I see. I thought when you said better than LSU and you stopped, I thought you were going to reference the basketball team. Which well, that was, a, that was a nightmare, too. What is going on with them, dude? They were, like, undefeated. They're one in five cents. Uh, they haven't played ever very since well. That Arkansas, ever since yeah. that Arkansas loss where they had an eight-point lead in the second half, and Gus, I know you don't usually bring me on to talk LSU basketball, although I yeah. am starting my show talking about that today. Are you? Um, yeah, I mean, like. Uh, You're not talking about the tech signing class? Well, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Look, I'll give you a signing class look at the G-Men up here. Grambling's had an incredible signing class, actually. Well, um, well when you secure you know, an NIL deal for every single player, that, that might help you. That doesn't hurt, right? <laughs> How big is that, though, that honestly? Out. Look, you brought that up because it's in your neck of the woods. How yeah. big is that a deal? I mean, it, I, I can't think about Not even Alabama has that. No, and it's and it's not just football. It's paying every athlete. And, and, and Gus, I'm, I'm, I'm going to plead ignorance here. This news came out like two days ago. I'm still trying to figure – like, I understand it's, it's coming from some um, – it's like an urban network is one of it. I, I can't remember the official name. HBCU Urban Network is one of the people. This website called Athlete, A-T-H-L-Y-T, is another part of it. And I, I, it, it reads like it's going through the school, and they're funneling down, but I know you're not supposed to do that. That's against the NIL. So I'm not saying Grambling's doing anything wrong. I know it just sounded like it. I'm just still trying to figure out how this works because it is unprecedented. But it, clearly, it has helped Grambling on the recruiting trail. Sure, no doubt they're about killing it. it. All right, so I so. interrupted you, but go ahead. No, I was talking about basketball. Um, I was making because look, surprisingly, not everybody up here is an LSU fan. Most are just like down there. Not everybody is. Most are, and you know we're catching. Oh man, LSU's not as good as you thought. Well, you could make excuses for LSU probably the last. For the, when Pinson went down, Days was down. You'd be like, look, 
You don't have your starting point guard. Um, I don't care. You, you take your primary ball handler out, it's football or basketball, there's going to be issues. Well, the last two games, Pinson's been back. I know it's been limited minutes, but you've had days back. You had your horses. Now, TCU's an NCAA tournament team. I thought that was a bad loss, but this one, this was pretty inexcusable. You're a 12-point favorite against a 12-10 and 10 team at home. That was a terrible loss. And as you mentioned, from 15-1 to 1-5 in the last six, I mean, I still think the, it's an NCAA tournament team, but I think it's time for Will Wade to start answering some, some difficult questions. Oh, this team, I think they may, oh I a little think shine, they may have little shine wearing off there, buddy. I, no, I'm a big Will. I'm a, I'm a fan of the general. I'm just saying I think this Are team is. Are you has, really? I, I, you I know, am. I'm very, I guess I'm, I'm in a minority. I, he doesn't connect with me. I, I, I don't oh, buy this. He's I, got a punchable face. Don't get I, me wrong. No, it's not even the face. It, it's just the attitude, the I, you know what, I, I don't know. Okay, I'll I, give it to you. It's I, one of those I, things. I don't sit there and I'm like, like it. it's just me. Yeah. It's just me. No, no, I, I don't. I, if it's your team, yeah. you like it. If it's not, you can't stand that kind of person. He just happens to be the coach at LSU, so I um, I like the way he carries himself. But is it off-putting to some? I'll give you that. No doubt. And is he – I mean, it, I'll, I'll tell you this, Gus. This is the most impressive thing. But mm-hmm. I, why I do like Wade, you should appreciate it. Everybody knows what's going on. Like, the gig is up. And yeah. he's like, how many times have you seen a guy get suspended for two months? Like, you're done. He keeps his job. Mm-hmm. You're caught on tape saying you made a strong blank offer. Right. There's been documentaries with you on it. He doesn't get fired, and there's this crowd, there's this uh, shroud of secrecy and this black cloud, and he's like, okay, fire me. And, oh, by the way, I'm going to continue to get five-star kids. He's recruited better since this stuff's come out, it's amazing. That is pretty amazing when you look at it like that. I mean, you got to give him credit for that. I mean, since since the NCAA's been breathing down his throat, he's recruited better. All right. Um, any, any, anything to mention in the tech recruiting class? Um, they got a four-star running back out of uh, Texas, D'Anthony Gatson, who was a one-time uh, verbal commit to USC. Uh, he committed to Louisiana Tech today, and uh, ironically, his star dropped from four to three. So there's that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I don't know how that works. All of a sudden, like, he, when he was going to USC, he's a four-star. But since he's going to Louisiana Tech, we're going to demote him to three. That's, uh, that's dirty. That's probably the biggest. <laughs> that's yeah. dirty. Jordan's laughing so hard he can't even speak right now. He's that's, laughing because he knows it's true. That's dirty. <laughs> I had nothing I mean, to do with that, I mean, I could get it if he signed with Southern Miss, but come on, man. I don't even know what they've signed. Be honest with you. I haven't well, even the really trade, the trade, everybody's in the portal. Yeah, exactly. Look, I, Or LSU's going to have to go again. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, okay, so it's been a week. It's been a week since your head coach and mm. namesake of your daughter has decided to step mm. down. She's contemplating what to do on TV. In the meantime, we've learned Funny. since this weekend, right, that uh, Doug Peterson on Sunday interviewed Brian Flores with the Saints yesterday. Dennis Allen, Aaron Glenn, today, tomorrow, Mm -hmm. and now it looks like Darren Rizzi, special teams coordinator for the Saints, who interviewed with the Dolphins, also may get a look-see. But that seems to be the list of candidates. Your next Saints head coach seems to be out of those four, essentially. No no, no left witch for you? No, no, no left witch. Who do you go with? Who do you think they go with? I think Dennis Allen is the favorite. That, and if you're going with familiarity, 
and I know that's been written and talked about a lot. There's, there is a part of me, Gus, that says, is it time to just get some new eyes? And it, is a, if you hire Dennis Allen, it is the shadow of Sean Payton, and Sean would have done it this way, going to continue to loom around. And when you've lost Sean Payton before, when he was suspended, you tried doing things Sean way, and it's hard to do things Sean's way when Sean's not there. There's that fear that I have. Does that make any sense? It makes perfect sense. I, I would say the more I think about it, Dennis Allen makes a ton of sense because of the pieces sure. you have in place with the amount of captains and players on his side of the ball that are essentially leading, and that's your identity right now. It's who you are. That said, it may it may make very awkward meetings and, and feeling, but I could also see going Doug Peterson. Giving him weapons like Kamara, that guy won with Foles at quarterback, did it with Wentz for a little bit as well, um, has some guts, you know, kind of a little Sean in him, you know, kind of a little Sean in him in terms of the offensive creativity and making some, you know, two-point hey. conversions in the Super Bowl, things like that. The guy won a Super Bowl, so he was able to build a team to win a Super Bowl, and, they, and he's given the Saints some fits there. So, I look, I could see that saying, look, I got Dennis Alley. He's under contract. No other job's been offered to him just yet. My defense has come back. Here's a guy that knows how to be a head coach, took a team to the Super Bowl. Be creative because we, I don't know what we have on offense, you know? So maybe that makes more sense the more I think about it. I think if I'm Mickey Loomis, it's one or the other, and, I, and I'm thinking kind of hard of, on on Doug Peterson. Do, do you just, think Dennis Allen sticks around if he doesn't get the job? See, that's what I'm saying. Does he that's, quit? Yeah. Does he quit though? Does he resign? I don't know. That's just that, I, 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 he's not. He wouldn't be the first person to do to stick no, around. I understand. Feel like I understand. Now, um, would, would you would you hire I mean, Dennis Allen? Let me Doug, ask you this: Doug's got the best resume. Would you hire Dennis Allen and give Doug the offensive coordinator job? Sure. Is that Absolutely. something that Doug would do? Where, where, where does Pete go? I mean, if you keep – to me, my, my thinking is if you hire Dennis Allen, mm-hmm. you are keeping everybody else pretty much in play. You might have to hire one or two other coaches because obviously you're moving your defense coordinator to your head coach. But you've got the uh, familiarity. We keep going back to that word there. If you hire from outside the organization, I do think – that you are obviously, I think, almost essentially starting over, which there's a part of me that thinks you have to, and there's a part of me that doesn't. I'm very, very torn on this, Augusta. And then there's the whole Brian Flores thing that's out there, yeah. which obviously there's – okay, and I know when you mention things like this, it's, it's obviously controversial. I think obviously something needs to be done in the NFL. The fact that there's only one black coach out of 32 teams is ridiculous. I get it. I just don't want the guy to get the job because of that, it's like, well, if the Saints don't get him, are they going to be labeled a certain way? I think he's a really good coach. I kind of wish it would have happened after he maybe got the head coaching job at the Saints. Maybe did that. and um, But I'm intrigued by him. I do think he's a good coach. I don't think it'd be a bad hire. But I just, I don't I just, I found that interesting that it came out on the same day that he interviewed with the Saints. Well, it's funny you say that. Mickey Loomis is speaking right now, and he was asked about the interview with Brian Flores. Jordan, the response was? Yeah, he said that the interview was actually very good with Brian Flores. Yeah, it was very impressive. So, you know, again, and that's the thing, too, where you look at it and go, and it's it's not that I 
have any feelings one way, shape, or form towards whether or not Flores, I think, can do a good job with the Saints. My getting at it is he's a defensive guy, defensive coordinator. You have that already with players that know so you think you need to go the person in Dennis Allen. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, yeah, 100%. It, it's just but there, the is right something poetic to, there is something poetic, too, about the Saints and our relationship, and I say our, with the NFL. I was going to say that, Sean. The amount NFL. of Saints fans that want yeah, Brian Flores hired just because he stuck it to yeah. the NFL sure. <laughs> is high. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. But, no, I, I, I see where you're coming from, too, uh, bringing in an offensive philosophy. No doubt. I mean, it's – I think I think all – look, I'm intrigued by Aaron Glenn. I think Aaron Glenn is going to be. I know Dan Campbell mentioned it. I do think Aaron Glenn's going to be a head coach one day. And I love Aaron Glenn. I told that to I Jordan. Just, I love Aaron Glenn. Like if, I almost if, like Aaron Glenn more than Dennis Allen, personally. I, I, 100%. I, I'll say this. Um, and, again, it's it's – situation like I'm Carolina I'm the Texans the Texans you have no identity you don't know who you are young energetic coach something of that nature go out and do it the Saints are not that far away especially with you know who retiring from Tampa Sean I flat out said it this week yesterday in the show the Saints are winning the division next year they're the favorite in the division they got a really good team they just got to figure out a few things, which I don't think they're that far removed. Well, Gus, who's the quarterback? I hear you. The guy's still wearing a Saints shirt every time I see him work out and Jameis Winston throwing the football yesterday on a football field. Um, you, you have essentially a staff basically in place. I don't know. Maybe Mickey's sitting down in these interviews saying, we'd love to hire you as long as you keep these coaches. You know, I, I don't know if that's the case or not, but you, you don't, you're not that far. You're set at corner for a bit. You have a young, defensive line you got some depth at linebacker and also young there as well playmaker your defense is going to keep you in games you should get back michael thomas your line will make it work and fix it the report is uh right tackle ryan ramchek had what though jordan surgery um so you know we 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 to, to correct some 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 you know some stuff that was bothering him in his knee and stuff which is probably why he didn't play many games so Sean, I, I, I think it's a very enviable job. So you're telling me the Saints are going to the Super Bowl next year? I didn't say that. I said they're definitely – I think you, they're You painted team. a great picture. No, they're they're a playoff team. And, that, and if Aaron Rodgers goes to the to the AFC, I mean, dude, it's Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. Well, that's the thing, Gus. But by you saying what you're saying, and I completely agree with that, it's almost saying go with familiarity. Go with what you know in Dennis Allen because you're that close. That's how I interpret it. Yeah. Well. But I like Aaron. Like I, th- I think I, I like Aaron Glenn a lot. Yeah, uh, a long time. And you know, and apparently Mickey Loomis liked everybody he's interviewed so far. <laughs> right. Would he say he liked you if you if you interviewed? Absolutely not. Okay. I, well, I, I, think I don't he think would. Mickey would. No, be I think you would. Look, let me tell you. There's one thing I've known. Give me a few. How long have I known? Heavy waters and yeah. How long have I known you? Over ten years. Okay. Well, I, I'm sure I know exactly what your wife knows as well. You do a fantastic job. No, longer job. than that, because my kid's oh. about to be 11. It's well, there you probably, go. Yeah, yeah. 12 or 13. You do a fantastic years. job of selling. Selling it. I'm like Ric Flair. I can sell with the best of them. And there it is. Mr. Sean Fox. Each and every Wednesday, he's gracious hey, to give us some time. Uh, go give him a follow on Twitter at Fox4SportsTalk. He does a show over there on, on Sports Talk 977. Yep, there with three or four o'clock. I don't even know what time it's starting. Three to six, a full three hours. Wow, there you go. Ten seconds. Really, Brock Lesnar winning the Royal Rumble? Really, really, really. 
WWE, it's become, well, it's rinse, repeat, right? <laughs> it's not just a shirt. Rinse, repeat. No, there you go. Thank you, Bob. We'll talk again next Wednesday. Yes, see you. Bye. There he goes. Quick break. Sports Hangover and ESP New Orleans. Hey, hey, my friends, it's Dana DeFran Freelo here. Just wanted to reach out to you that I and Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one less worry off your shoulders. Always remember, price is priority. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet for retail business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back. And we're here to make your business surge. Etel Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. Mickey Loomis has finished, Jordan. He's finished speaking with the local media. He is finished speaking. He is done. Did did he name a new head coach? Not quite. No. Did he say who's the the leading candidate, favorite? Not quite. Um, Did he say anything of note? He said that they were talking to coaches. All right, talking to coaches. There it is. There it is. Like we mentioned, he Uh already talked to Flores. He did, yeah. Uh And he's... Talk to Doug Peterson already. Oh, Dougie Peterson. Yeah. Could you go Doug Peterson? The more I think about it, I I could I could see him doing that. What? What? Why'd you do that? I'd rather stay in house, honestly. You rather My stay other in question house? that we didn't get to yesterday was how do you plan on moving on and changing the image from Sean Payton and Drew Brees? How how do you handle following that act up? That would be my question. For whoever the next head coach is for the New Orleans Saints, because I think that would be very interesting. Are you going to build off what they, um, they've they already built, or are you going to make it a completely new organization? You're going to make it your own. And there's a lot to weigh if you bring in another guy. I think 
you don't have that same foundation like you would have with Dennis Allen, but it all depends on what situation do you want to go to. You want to, like you say, play off of yesteryear's past and use Sean Payton and Drew Brees as an example for the future. I think you can do both. And you know where I look into when I say that? Across the parking lot. Willie Green essentially came into a set sort of, you know, foundation. In, in terms of now, I, I understand that. <laughs> That's a, I, I, I get it. Very different. But I see where you're going. But David Griffin made it clear that Teresa Weatherspoon, right? The shot doctor, Fred Vincent. I mean, like, they were comfortable with a good amount of their coaches that they had. Sure, Willie bring in somebody and something of that nature. But, you know, they went out and got a consultant and, and things of that nature. So they, they did help. So I that's why I keep saying it is intriguing to me to bring in a guy that built, that, you know, he led a team and built the team to the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl, Jordan, against Tom Brady. Right? Didn't they? Um. It just it, it intrigues me because you already set on the defensive end. You know your guy. It, it could be literally one of those things where you just walk in. Um. And and just look at and say, hey, you got a guy on the defensive side that you know just stay on the other end of the hallway, and you're fine. You know. Well, when it comes to both organizations, I mean, the Pelicans are still kind of looking for their own identity while the Saints kind of already have that identity. You're starting to see that more with the Pelicans forming that identity with Willie Green. We've gone through the the different phases that need to to happen or different steps that need to happen for the Pelicans. But um, in terms of the New Orleans Saints, they have to kind of go back a few years and go through those phases again with this new head coach. So... Um, whoever that new head coach is, they're gonna have, he's gonna have to figure out his own identity um, for this New Orleans Saints team. But that's what I'm saying, though. I, I think you, if you have somebody like that, it's used to dealing with the media, used to being creative, coming up with an offense. Because I honestly, to your point of what are we offensively? What are we offensively? I have hope, I have belief, but. I don't know. Maybe this is the right time to sort of bring in somebody, or you know, again. And I don't know. I, I don't know because I'm I'm not been around. And I've never really heard Shauna Drew kind of talk about or seen in instances where P. Carmichael is perhaps that person that take on over the reins and be that that sort of leader on the offensive side and be it. Now, now, do I do think that? He can call the plays and understands the philosophy and all that. Yeah, that's Sean. I, you bring up a good point, though. You know, do how much of keeping it as it was do you keep? And I, I, I just keep saying the more you look at your roster, I think your roster dictates how much. Does that make sense? Like if you're Jacksonville, Jordan. Well, you don't have very many players that you think are good enough to 
get you into the playoffs or have experience, maybe I'd go a certain way. But I, I look at the Saints roster and I I see a very talented, experienced roster that you kind of like what we were talking about yesterday. You kind of need to win now. And Daniels brought it up. You know, Lattimore, Kamara, five years now. They've been in, you've played five years. Like you're, you're starting to get into Marcus Williams. You're starting to get into where these players have, have played four, five, six seasons. They're in their second contract. They're not getting younger. And they're your best players on the roster. Does that make sense? So to me, it makes sense to bring in somebody that can just grab kind of what we've already started on the train and just, just drive the train on the tracks to an extent. Sure, you know, add the stops along the way, do some tinkering, modify whatever it is that you need to do, but this isn't where, you know, you're walking up to a set of train tracks and you don't even have the engine, the caboose, or the, you know, that's not the case. You're not, I don't, I don't you're think not that's blowing the case. up the train track. Because to my, to my, to my point, if we're using the train analogy, I don't know how we got to this, but oh, no. what, what is your engine on this team? It's the defense, isn't it? That's 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 the, the the known you have. I know I have a pretty decent defense coming back. I know I have some playmakers on there. I know my two starting corners are set, right? I know. Does that make sense? To me that makes that makes sense that's sort of the way to go about it. I don't know. I, I, I thought about it at first. Maybe you, you hire Dennis Allen and see if Doug Peterson be willing to be the offensive coordinator. Maybe help him get a job next year, right? Come in, deal with the Saints offense, make them productive. Guess what happens after that? Jordan becomes a head coach. Now, is that something he wants to do? Is he want to wait for a head coaching position open? He hadn't been interviewed by too many places, has he? Since he was let go at Philly. So maybe that's one of the reasons that you do hire a guy like that. Hey, what, what is your philosophy on offense? And then maybe you call him back and be like, like, look, because this happens all the time in the real world, right? Jordan, sometimes you're, that, that, that employer will call you and be like, look, we didn't select you for the job you applied for, but what about this position? We really like some of the things you bring. Maybe we think you're a better fit for this. What if the Saints in interviewing some of these candidates, that's what they're thinking. Maybe, maybe that's what they're thinking all the way along, right? Dennis Allen. You're the coach, Doug Peterson, offensive coordinator. Do you think that that would work? I don't know. 800-998-1003. We'll see what takes place, obviously. And we'll hear from Mickey Loomis as Sean is cutting that up for us. I mean, um, Jordan's cutting that up now. We'll speak with Ali Cosell coming up at 2.15 on the Pell snapping that four-game losing streak. Some rumors starting to circulate around some certain players the Pels could be interested in, including Eric Gordon. We'll talk to that about that next on ESPN New Orleans. She's in.